0: There's simply no better place to get all the news on the Big Ten Conference than with Nate Dickinson and the Locked On Big Ten Podcast. Follow the Locked On Big Ten Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, guys, on today's episode, Monty Bates, Trey Holloman, next season, we talk about all of those things with our guy, Dave Klein of SpartanHoops.com. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, happy Friday, gang, or Saturday or Sunday, whenever you choose to listen to the show. Uh, If it is Friday, today's date is August 13th and Boy, oh boy, we've got 21 days until football season begins, baby. Woo! Yes. That is what I'm talking about. Um, until then, Locked On Spartans is here to deliver you five episodes a week. That's right. Monday through Friday, we got a new one dropping, and of course, throughout the season, we got the same thing because we are locked on to your team every day. I am your host, Matt Sheehan. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, On today's episode, actually, no football at all. Uh, We're going to talk about Spartan basketball for all three segments with our guy, Dave Klein, of SpartanHoops.com. Why waste any more time? Let's just get right to the conversation with our guy, DK. Folks, he's a tall drink of water, one of the newest fathers in Spartan Nation, and a great basketball mind on SpartanHoops.com. Yes, that is DK, Dave Klein, the man, the myth, the legend. Dave, how on earth are you doing, man?
1: Oh my gosh, that was some introduction. I appreciate the kind words. Matt, it meant the world to me that you made it out for the diaper party this past weekend. Two, had to. Had to. Yeah, two guys just having a couple beers on a Saturday. I mean, it's a beautiful thing.
0: No, it, it, you know what's even more beautiful thing, DK, is that we're not completely sweating over MSU basketball yet, right? I mean, it is still August. Yes, you got the whole Imani Basin going on, recruiting and this and that, but at least At least it's not like sweating out a game last season at all, or or are we just happy to be turning the page here in the Spartan basketball lore?
1: I think what we saw last year was hopefully an aberration and with a full off season ahead where it looks like this team is just putting together great vibes. The chemistry has been good. I mean, they just spent a weekend in Grand Haven together. Love to see that. So I think all around this is going to be, this is going to be a better year, a
0: better year ahead
1: for Spartan Hoops.
0: I saw those pictures from Grand Haven, and I had, like, a little bit of FOMO. Like, I was bummed that, like, I missed out on that. But then again, like, why the hell would I ever be invited to that thing, you know? Like, I I would probably be very far, probably, like, the five millionth person to be invited to that thing. But how how fun does that look? Have you ever been to Grand Haven, by the way? Like, what an awesome city. What an awesome town.
1: I have. It's absolutely beautiful. I mean, I think that if they were, you know, just selecting from the general Michigan State Twitter sphere, that you would be near the top of the list. So, hopefully, we can move you up one day. I mean, we that got is Tom so Izzo's thing. shirtless picture in the mix yes. today.
0: It was wild. Brown bag and some fireball. Yeah, I know, it's great. Yeah, hey, Izzo's having a great time over in Grand Haven, man. So, uh, unfortunately, I, I doubt people have, have tuned in to hear um, our thoughts on great west side of the state cities to visit. So, I guess we should talk Spartan basketball, shouldn't we? With, with the guy with Spartanhoops.com, I guess, right? Well, we can do that. I guess. All right. So, you know, I I do want to get to the Trey Holloman stuff. You did an awesome piece on him. Very well detailed. I do want to talk about next year. But first, like we have to start with the highest rated drama amongst MSU fans of the offseason. That is, of course, Imani Bates. Uh, Now we're recording just for clarity. We're recording Wednesday night. Nothing has been officialized when we are recording. Could something happen in the next 24, 36 hours? Yes. But I I just, like, what's your general take on this thing? Like, yes, it looks like he's leaning towards Memphis. That could be the place where he goes. Are you going to be losing sleep over this if he does join Penny Hardaway in Memphis?
1: He's not. And I put out that tweet today that I know some large contingency of the fan base is going to be upset by this. You know, if he plays college basketball and then doesn't choose Michigan State, I, I understand that there's going to be a little bit of, you know, sad feelings, maybe some sour feelings about it. But I just think everything that we've seen come out this past year, starting from the time that Akins was basically forced off Ipsy Prep um, in large result in my understanding from the Bates camp side of it, I just think that from the moment that happened, it gave me extreme pause. There was always some chatter that he was a little bit, you know, a bit of a diva that he came with some baggage in terms of who was around him. And I think that we saw that kind of come to a head. And then during the course of the season, you know, some of the decisions made with the AAU and, you know, his dad's shooting back at some of the guys who've come out and said that, you know, he's plateaued in some of his development, all the rest of it. I mean, I just think all around the way that you look at it. When he's originally being discussed as a generational type player, like a Kevin Durant, a LeBron yeah. James, the next coming, I think that chatter has really died the last year. Do I think that he still has the potential to be an all star in the NBA and a very, very good player? Absolutely. Uh, do I think that he's a guy that is going to absolutely dominate the college scene? Eh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, but I don't think it's going to happen at Michigan State. And I think in the long term, if you're looking at just how all the pieces fit for Michigan State this year, for him to have come in late into this team chemistry, um, I mean, what essentially would have happened would probably replacing either Max Christie or Gabe Brown on the wing, which probably would have been a little bit of a disruption to it, especially as Gabe Brown has been waiting for, you know, three coming on four years now to get his turn. So I just think, you know, would the talent upgrade have been there clearly Do they need to add a little depth on the wings? Yes, it would have been a nice thing, but I think the fit-wise would have been extremely interesting, and when you add an all-alpha personality like that into the mix that we already know has had problems with one of your other guys who, to my understanding, Jay Nagan's been extremely vocal this entire summer, going to be one of the leaders on this team, if not this next year, kind of coming into the next couple, I just don't see any need to disrupt the balance of kind of the, the trajectory of where this is going, which in my opinion is going to be a pretty decent rebound this year and hopefully, you know, a nice little jaunt for what could be
0: maybe the last four or five years. Is I'm just going to toss that out there. I don't know. Hey, I'll take four or five right now. That, That sounds very desirable to me. No question about it. Um, I mean, you sum up base pretty well. Like, that's kind of how I feel too. Like, yes, his progress has stopped, but at the same time, he's probably a top five, if not certainly top 10 caliber player for his class. But yeah, it is late in the season. It would be an odd dynamic to throw an alpha dog like that into this chemistry. And I don't know why, but like, I, I still hang myself up on the 2010, 2011 season and where they were going into the season two overall. And then chemistry clearly just derailed the entire season. Like I, might be crazy if you're still holding on to that even 10 years later? Or is there something to that with like, the the chemistry aspect of a basketball team?
1: I think that there's a huge aspect of it. We've seen it during the various years when the chemistry sours for a group. Uh, you yeah. know, that Darrell Summers, was it Darrell Summers, Kalen Lucas, senior year? It sure was. But,
0: yep, sure where, was.
1: <laughs> you know, Summers obviously just just couldn't get it together or whatever. But that whole group, again, was rated, I think, in the top five preseason. They come into it and. Yeah. In, there just was no chemistry there. And then obviously we know about you know some of the relationships with the players and their girlfriends and having those seasons blow up. But I think there's something to said about a team feeling continuity. And I'm not there in practice, but I've speaking, you know, spoken to people who are around the program in the program watching every day. And I, I get the impression that all these kids really like each other. And I just think that you know after a really tough season which we don't talk about enough mentally for the players yeah. to be like basically in lockdown mode and having to play this season no off season for any of the freshmen I, I just think that there's a really good opportunity for this team to kind of just quietly be good. And all the best teams for Izzo, we say this almost all the time, but all the best teams are the ones that come under the radar early. So this is a team yep. that's got a, a pretty tough schedule early on in the season. So are they going to drop a few games? There's no doubt in my mind that will happen. I mean, Kansas is going to probably be in the top three or four, and we're going to play them you know, pretty early on in the season. The the uh, Atlantis uh, tournament, the battle for Bahamas is going to be definitely stout as well. That That's a loaded bracket. So I think just all around, you look at the schedule, there's going to be some losses here, but I think that there's some room to
0: grow for this team for sure. We will be back in a hot second with our guy DK to talk more Spartan basketball, but first got to talk to you people about sweat block wipes. That is sweat block wipes, baby. That's right. Well, you're probably sitting there thinking, okay, well, what on earth is it? Well. Go look at your deodorant. Go look at your antiperspirant. Does it say like 24-hour protection, 48-hour, 72-hour protection, whatever it has? That's cute because sweat block wipes gives you seven days of protection. Seven days. Think of anything better during the season. You wake up Saturday morning, you put it on, and you are good from game day to game day. Ooh-wee, that sounds nice. Guys, this is doctor created, doctor recommended, and like I said, (laughs) I'll keep on saying it. Works up to seven days per use. Just give it a swipe wherever you have excessive sweat, and, well, you're going to get the dry shirt guarantee. That's right. If sweat block doesn't help you stay dry, you're going to get your money back. Uh, They they stand by their product, and why wouldn't they? Again, doctor created, doctor recommended. Why? (laughs) How could you get any better than that? It's been featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by firefighters. And a uh, little-known secret, those guys sweat a little bit here. It's been the best seller on Amazon for the last 10 years with over 13,000 reviews. So if you don't believe me, go read any of the 13,000 reviews that are left on Amazon. Manufactured in the USA, and better yet, 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code LOCKEDON. Promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, at sweatblock.com or find it at CVS or the internet shelves of Amazon, sweatblock.com. No doubt. And you, you also bring up Jaden Akins too, how he's being a super vocal leader and everything like that. And you are hearing some chatter from whether it be people on the staff or whoever you are talking to. I, I, I'm hearing that Akins is actually like, he is definitely the real deal and he could have a real impact in year one. Are, are you having the, the same messages sent your way or I guess what what are your thoughts on Akins and how much he'll be able to produce in in year one
1: I think early on he's probably going to play 15 plus minutes a night I think that you look at some of the concerns that you have maybe with the depth at the wing and I think that the answer to that is playing a two-guard lineup where Akins is off the ball in some instances and he's playing the two-guard spot because of his ability to defend multiple positions. He's extremely quick. He's athletic. He's reasonably long for his size. Um, I don't think there's going to be an issue playing him next to Tyson Walker, playing him next to A.J. Holgaard. So I think that you're going to see him play some off the ball and also maybe allow like a guy like Tyson Walker to play off the ball too because he's a good shooter. He shot 35% uh, over two years at Northeastern, and he's a guy that maybe in some instances you want to get off in some spot-up situations and maybe take a little pressure off him. So I think having multiple ball-handling guards, which – Again, if we we kind of put it back in a bow to the Trey Holloman commitment, the way yeah. the roster is shaping up is Michigan State playing multiple ball handling guys in the same lineup. Really haven't had that since Denzel Valentine and Travis Trice. Uh, it was Denzel's junior year. Uh, uh, obviously the final four run that they had. So I like having multiple guys that are capable of scoring as well as playmaking for the rotation on the floor at the same time we saw it with uh, Baylor and Gonzaga last year in the national championship game there's two or three guys on the floor that could be termed basic point guards and they're playing together and I think it worked really well it's kind of the direction that the college basketball is headed
0: so we'll get to the Trey Holloman stuff in a little bit here because obviously you know as much as anyone does about him you did an awesome breakdown in him but before I just have to keep it keyed into next year already. We, we when Will was a co-host, we used to do a bit called Reasonable Genie, where we grant you a reasonable, not asking too much wish. So the Reasonable Genie appears and says, uh, DK, you get to anoint one player as having a big step forward in this offseason. What, what player do you want to see have the biggest step forward in this offseason heading into next year?
1: So you're saying there's got to be a returning player, not a player that's incoming.
0: You know what? We'll give that one to you too. Like if you could anoint even like a freshman or Tyson Walker as a transfer or a Jason Whiten's too, if you want to get nuts with the yeah. Western Michigan yeah, transfer. Like, yeah. A- anyone that's going to have like a-, a good bounce back and be like a solid guy this year. Who who would you say is the most important guy? Why don't I do that?
1: one of each? Cause I think okay. you know, we'll do it that way. I think that obviously after last season, the point guard position is clearly the most crucial Um, We'll get to this eventually, but it's everything that I'm hearing is A.J. Hogard, at least in the beginning of the season, is going to be tapped as the starter. Um, Tyson Walker is uh, doing extremely well, but he's got to learn the system and he's probably a little bit behind the eight ball in regards to that. I think he's catching up to some of the size and the speed of what the Big Ten is. So I think long term, you're hoping that he emerges as the point guard unless A.J. Hogard has a revolutionary season. I think the biggest concern with him, obviously, is his ability to put the ball in the hole. He just did not do that at any type of level well enough last year. But I I think that from everything I've heard, he's like a borderline captain this year. I'm talking about A.J. Hogard. And it sounds like he's really taking a big step forward. Is he going to take it so far? I don't know. This team isn't going to be good unless one of the point guards emerges. So that's probably wish list number one. But if we're talking about just a guy that I think is capable of taking a massive step forward and kind of anchoring one of the positions, for me, that's got to be Marcus Bingham. I know we've been saying it every single offseason, but it really seems to me that he's put on a significant amount of weight, I guess maybe 10 to 15 pounds. He looks just way more dialed in and mature, and he just turned 21. Um, I I posted something on Twitter a while back, but basically – Hunter Dickinson and him are separated by you know two grades in four months. He's only older than Dickinson by four months and, and some guys just aren't physically there or mentally developed. I mean, think about the two of us when we were in college as juniors. What were we no doing? thanks
0: that's all right. you know what I'm saying
1: so. <laughs> I think to a certain degree, it's taken a little longer for him to take those steps towards maturity. To me, it really looks like he's buying in, which is my biggest concern for him. I think that if he just is given a little bit more trust, which I think he is now due, particularly with what the steps that he made last season, he's a guy that can anchor the defense. He's a guy that could probably lead the Big Ten in shot blockers. I think that he's that type of caliber player. And if they just play him close to 20 minutes per game, and they shore up that five position and then they, you know, figure it out between the options that they have at point guard with what else is on the roster. I think that this team, you know, can finish in the top four or five in the conference.
0: Uh, I'll take that too. You, you know, because that's another tourney bit, baby. So we we keep on dancing. Uh, uh just, just to switch it up right now to the the Trey Holloman commitment, which was a surprise. I mean, you're supposed to do this in September and here we are sitting in your driveway and all of a sudden, oh hey, <laughs> all right, yeah, he's coming here, baby. Let's go. So you did an awesome breakdown. No question about it. Spartanhoops.com. Well worth the subscription price as well. So a lot of people know just on the surface, hey, great defender, awesome wingspan. He's an awesome passer, finds the open people. What, What else are people missing, though, about him in his game from your perspective? Yeah, so
1: I discussed it a little bit in the article. He ended up leading the state of Minnesota last year in both steals and assists. I mean, I think that's a pretty nice category around it. It tells you kind of the floor general that he is. It tells you just generally mentality on defense. And I think that the major takeaway is in terms of a cultural fit and what he brings, the edge that he plays with, he kind of has a little bit of swagger to him. Um, I just think that Michigan State, when they have some of their best classes – and they're trying to stack guys, kind of have guys that have that similar mentality. And I think that it, some of what we saw last year is that times maybe there was a question of whether this team was a little soft. And I think sure. that adding guys like Trey Holloman, adding guys like you did this year, and Jaden Aikens, who I think is an absolute dog too. Uh, Pierre Brooks, who has some of that as well. I just think when you want to mix in guys that play with like a mental edge, And to me, Trey has that maybe as the number one intangible when he when he's going to come into Michigan State next year.
0: How about shooting? Does that concern you at all? Or is it a situation where it's not quite, you know, worth the C word of concern? Like where is it at in your head?
1: Um, I think that he put in some real time in the jump shot. Uh Junior year, when I originally looked at the film, I was a little bit concerned about that. okay, both his elbows are out, his guide hand on the ball was almost on the front, like left corner, so it was causing an odd spin to it. And this summer, I spent a good amount of time just trying to track and watch all his film. And I came away with the impression that his elbow angle has gotten much tighter into that 90 degrees. I think the way that his shot is being released looks much, much cleaner than it did a year ago. And he's taking shots a lot more confidently. I watched in some of these MBPA Top 100 camps, some of the other uh, footage that he had playing for Howard Pulley, which is a Nike EYBL program. He looked really comfortable shooting off the dribble and pick and roll situations and also just kind of like stepping into stuff when he gets over half court. I don't think that that really was part of his game in his uh, sophomore season. We saw that a little bit more into junior year. So I think that while maybe it's not necessarily going to be a calling card for him, I think it's going to be serviceable enough where if he shoots, you know, 33 to 35% and he takes two to three a game and can keep defenses honest because of what he brings in terms of the rest of his ability offensively, the passing vision, the ability to get into the lane and use his wingspan to finish through guys, I think you're really going to be able to be okay. And again, because he's so long defensively, he's capable of playing alongside another point guard, just like Jaden Akins is. And really the two of them potentially as a backcourt duo defensively Uh, should give the Big Ten nightmares in the future to come. So I think those two would be really, really fun to watch playing beside each other.
0: We've got one awesome segment to go with DK after this short little break. But first, I need to talk to you beautiful people about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at, of course, BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all all of your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance, yes, your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs or build up to the preseason if you're an NFL guy. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use that promo code LOCKED ON. That's one word, LOCKED ON at betonline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. And a deep breath because we're going to go right into ROCKAUTO.COM. Guys, you heard us talk about ROCK Auto for the last few weeks, months, years, however long you've been listening to this show, and for good reason. Because with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is impossible, impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, oh, does your Malibu need a yibble gabber or a jarber? Like, who knows? I am not a car guy. But luckily, hey, the fine folks at Rock Auto R, they know the parts your car needs, and they give it to you at an awesome, awesome rate. You will save time and money when using rockauto.com. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100 percent more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? It would be foolish. It would be clownish. Here, so trust the family business that is RockAuto.com that has been helping do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Prices are always reliably low for every single customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to RockAuto.com right now. Yes, right now, rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How would you hear about us box so they know that we sent you fine folks. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. So actually, before I ask this next question, like what what recruit of all time are you like the most fired up about that Michigan State has ever gotten? Like is there a name that pops in your head immediately?
1: <laughs> oh man. You know, it's always nice when you land the five star, just because Michigan State has kind of been scorned by so many of them, so that has always kind of been. great. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. I think uh, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm a little bit too hype about her. Maybe I'm just the right hype. But I think that Jaden Akins has the chance to be one of the best recruits that Michigan State has ever had. I think he's going to be a stud. I think that God. from the point guard position. Izzo has never had somebody with his type of athleticism and shot creation ability. I think that he has the potential to be a pro, and I think we might get him for close to three years, two or three years, and it's going to be the Jaden Aiken show at some point in time at Michigan State, and when that day comes, I'm just going to sit back and (laughs) uh, and just finally wait for everybody else to hop on that bandwagon because I've been there since junior year when I saw him live.
0: Yeah, hey, join the club because, yeah, when he committed, I I said on record, and yeah, I I had a few of these. I I had a few beers in me, so I was really feeling myself. But I said (laughs) I'm as excited about Jaden Akins committing as I was Monty committing. And I kind of – hey, like, listen, like, because he's a two, three-year guy and he's obviously explosive athletically. Anyway, I'm getting myself distracted from my own question here. So back to Holloman. Let's say, of course, we love all Spartan commits. Everyone's a Spartan dog when they commit. But on a scale of like one to 10, 10 being how you felt about like any five star committing or Jaden Jenkins committing, like how, how fired up should we be about the, the Holloman commitment, would you say?
1: I think when you look in the bigger context of what it means is A, this class absolutely needed to land a commit to create some momentum. Yes, totally. So I think that just from an appearance sake, when you're trying to finish the recruiting cycle and trying to hone down guys, Trey Holloman was at that MBPA top 100 camp, like I said. Uh, He also got to play and meet and talk to both Jaden Shute and Isaac Trout, who are the two primary Plan A targets left. Uh, I had a discussion just briefly with Holloman DMing on Twitter, and he said that uh, they did talk about possibly joining forces, and he is now in the process of trying to recruit them to the program. Um, We know obviously that shoot got the Duke offer. I think that's scary and we have to maybe sit and see if he ends up taking a visit, but I'm also not sure that he's sold on them prioritizing. And I think that what we've seen with some of the recent Duke commitments with them continuing to land five-star type kids uh, that his ability to go and actually earn playing time and consistently get it, I think is still a question mark if he was to go to Duke. I think he's a much better fit and like a big 10 school and Michigan state is right in the thick of things there. Isaac Trout, they have been, you know, basically putting the full court press on as well. Izzo has been contacting him. I spoke with his dad like a week ago, and he said that they have been in communication with him multiple times during the week. He's really been impressed with how much they've been prioritizing him. So I think Michigan State's probably in the top two there. Now, if you land those top two guys, I think that the class really rounds out well. If you're talking about Holloman maybe just as a singular recruit and you don't end up filling those other spots – then my, my, you know, my excitement level would probably still be, you know, six to a seven. I okay. think if you add the other recruits that you should be really excited um, just about the total package. If he was just a singular recruit, my only, my only thought would be that really the largest necessity for this class was probably either in the front court or on the wing and so adding a point guard was more of a luxury than it was perhaps a necessity. Even if I think that he can maybe play off the ball in some spots, I think generally they really needed to add some wing depth and some front court depth, whether it's at the power forward spot or it's at the center position. So I, I think that in terms of what they need for the class, Holloman uh, was a little bit more of a luxury. But again, if they end up playing two guard lineups, then you know, I think that it'll all work itself
0: out. You know, my last question was going to be about shoot and trout. So, instead, I'll just have this be my last question. Uh, do, you, do you still have the Aaron Henry game-worn jersey from Players Trunk? And if if you're – can I just have it? Can I just have it? I would you like can have,
1: have it. it because it's, it's currently shoot. being framed at second-story <sighs> collections. And I've got uh, I had a Xavier Tillman jersey as well. So, i with some look, shoes. Look yeah. So, that was a gift from Dustin Sparrow. So, shout-out to him. I appreciate him. Give me the, the jersey, but the shoe on player's trunk, too. I know you got a pair of Tillman shoes as well. So yeah. I think, you know, I think yeah, it's, it's you can't have it, but you can come over and see it whenever you want. Good,
0: good enough for me. Hey, I'll, I'll take that, man. Absolutely. Well, DK, hey, even with a newborn, still finding time out of your sleep schedule to, to talk Spartan hoops as sharp as a tack, too, man. You are a legend.
1: <laughs> All the wife. It's all the wife and she's doing all the dirty work and I'm just basically following suit and trying to do do my part. So she's she's the saint. We know that the women behind us are always better than us, so
0: i'm a strong advocate of uh saying replace father's day with just another mother's day you know just give them two days uh it's, there's something to do with that hey we we work hard but oh boy compared to the mothers in our lives oh my goodness gracious yeah no no especially the newborns well, I, I want to turn this around
1: and ask you a question before we get out of here please
0: please what are you most excited
1: about heading into next basketball season? Because football season's around the corner. I think there's some excitement, you yeah. know, but I think generally our expectations are relatively low. Um, you know, What are you most excited about, and, what, and what's your expectation for the next basketball season? That's what I want to know.
0: Expectation for the next basketball season, really quick. I know that Lenardi has met a seven seed right now for the next bracketology, and that's kind of where it's at, like a six or a seven seed. I don't have the highest hopes right now, but what I'm most excited for, I mean, it's such a boring answer because, you know, it's cliche, but it's the freshmen just to see what they can bring, like Christy, Brooks, and Akins. But beyond that, oh, boy, I, I, I don't want to talk bad about my guy Foster lawyer here, but, like, I am excited about, like, a change of the guard at point guard. Like, Hogard was thrown into a crazy situation last year where, like, he had to shoulder a lot for true freshmen. Now he's got a full off season, a year behind him. You also get Tyson Walker. You get Akins if you have to play him at the one. So, I, I guess for my non cliche answer, it's just the the changing of the guard at point guard, man. Like, I, yeah, it, we we need it. we need a competent play at the one position, man. Need it, need it, need it, need it. I think that we
1: just cut a lot of the fat on the roster, and everything going out yeah. probably is better for the guys that remain on the roster and the roles that they're going to fill. I think I that, it, that maybe a decent parallel for this team is to a certain degree that 2019 team, I know we didn't quite lose, you know, some of the NBA players that we did the season before or whatever. Yeah. But to me, this team, when you looked at it on paper, like I think that Michigan State team was kind of middle of the pack in the Big Ten. They thought they'd be decent. But they have guys that are capable of stepping up. Maybe there's no Cassius Winston per se in there, mm-hmm. obviously. But I think that there's guys where the roles all fit the players that are there. And maybe the sum of the parts, you know, can be greater than the individual. Does that
0: make sense? No, it does. Totally. Yeah. Obviously, you know, that wants to figure probably won't come at the point guard position. But still, like, I, I think it just leads for more, like, what, elbow room, I guess, for lack of a better term for a lot of these guys. Or I guess more defined swim lanes for what their role is actually going to be this yeah. season, perhaps, I guess, is where I'm going. But, yeah, it's. I'm not expecting a final four run this year, but uh, hey, just like you said earlier, I mean, it's it's a cliche, but it's a cliche because it's true. But like every successful Izzo team, almost is one that comes in under the radar to the season. So I maybe I'm just glad every
1: time they're in the top five, that team just ends up having an awful start to the season. I know,
0: I know. It's it it never works out except well, well, okay. I guess it worked out in 2020 and then COVID happened and but still yeah I, I mean yeah I'd rather walk into a season with low expectations and be surprised than just have to you know walk the, the, the tight rope the entire season of having top five expectations that's right baby I like the disrespect card that's what I'm trying to say I rank us low actually don't rank us at all for all I care who's don't threaten me with a good time that's uh, that's perfect. Then
1: we, when we beat Kansas in the Champions Classic they're gonna have to rank us there you go
0: Dude, DK, DK sees the vision, baby. DK sees the vision <laughs> as always. Man, can't thank you enough for uh, for for joining me. You're a legend. Spartanhoops.com, uh incredible stuff, very informative, and honestly, for what you guys do, very nice, uh, very nicely priced. So, maybe the frugal that. guy that I am, uh, love that price point too. I think it's four dollars per month. Is that, is that what 4 dollars a month? Oh, yeah, that's, not, that's You can't beat that. Right. that. That's incredible, incredible. Well, DK, thank you so much for being generous with your time, man, especially with, once again, with the newborn at home. Congrats on the on the little uh, little tyke there, bud. Yeah, I
1: appreciate it. All right, man. Well, again, thank you. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, let's go. We're getting, we're getting a beer
0: at Spartan Stadium at some point today. Like I'm tailgating. afraid so. We're I'm afraid it. so. That's yeah. right, baby. Let's go. Right. Let's get it popping. All right. Thanks, man. Take care. Cool. And, of course, one more time, just got to thank DK, of course, Dave Klein of Spartanhoops.com for his uh, generosity and, of course, knowledge on Spartan basketball. Uh, Spartanhoops.com, go check it out, guys. He does great work there, along with the rest of the Spartanhoops.com gang. Betting on the Spartans, or Lions, or Tigers, or whatever your team is, doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, raw team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. All right, guys, hey, three more weekends until Spartan football is back. <laughs> Let's have a good one, guys. Go green.